2: This is a production of ITM Media. Hello to all the Marbleheads out there. Eighty episode eighty one. Right after Easter, so no racing this weekend, but we got something special in store for you. We're going to talk to you, the fans, on this episode. It's going to be a fun one and ask you guys a very question near and dear to my heart that I've gotten pretty much since I became a race fan. And what draws you to racing? And I think it's going to be a good episode here. As always, I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude. How's it going, Preston? How was your Easter?
1: As good as it was. Good. It was- busy now hang on a second you people ask you what
2: draws you to racing well i i I started watching the documentary drive to survive right at the firehouse which is probably mistake number one right there why is that mistake number one because they will dog you if they're not if they're not a race fan they'll dog you about it they won't dog anybody they else weren't about
1: saying are you, you taking uh why do you want to watch a bunch of left turns were they
2: well no because it's formula one so there's right turns involved too yeah but they might not know that yeah well they do i think they do <laughs> so i was watching the documentary and we were going through it and they said what draws you to what draws you to racing why do you like racing so much and since we had no racing over the weekend due to the Easter holiday, I figured this is as good a time as any to reach out to the fans and reach out to everybody there listening to us on now YouTube Live. We're streaming again; that's good, and on our podcast platform. What draws you to racing, and what draws me to racing, and what draws Preston to racing, and what 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 is it about auto racing that you enjoy? Okay, because okay, I see. You, you answer it. I kind of think it goes with the, definitely the flow of what's going on, like with the state of the union. I guess you could say about racing, as far as rules packages and teams dominating. For instance, I'm not a big fan of Formula One right now because Hamilton and Mercedes is dominating. Whereas they back-
1: didn't dominate the first race. Yeah, but that's they pretty won close. It. But they won it. Well, yeah, they won it.
2: You, you know, but you go through these kind of tied things where it's like oh i'm, I'm a fan of, because of this and then i'm a fan because of that but then you go to a race and it's like oh i'm an alter fan because of this mm-hmm. so i think there's different levels to it so we're gonna get everybody a chance to be involved here and that's I-
1: interesting because i would never had anybody ask me that question You've growing never- up it was just oh you watch well growing up it was nascar because i you know i only got recently got into formula one a couple years ago but growing up it was it was never, oh, what draws you to racing? It was just people would just always say, oh, what's so fun about watching a bunch of guys go left right. turns for, like, three hours? And I'm just like, you wouldn't understand. No, <laughs> yeah, and there's the problem.
2: You If you're not a fan of the sport from – I wouldn't even say that you have to be a fan of the sport at an early age. Because yeah. I started becoming a fan of the sport around 15, 16 years old. So I wasn't born into it. I didn't grow up with my dad watching racing every Sunday. But I developed it over time and stuck with me through the Marine Corps, and it stuck with me now. And that's kind of one of those things where it's like...
1: Yeah, well, I mean, over the years when people would say that, and then you just kind of get smarter... You talk back, and you, they say, "Why oh, how can you watch when they're going left for three hours, and they go, well, you tur- they turn right sometimes, okay? So just shut up.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it's one of those things yeah, where you know, it nobody, could, go, it could go back and forth. Yeah, and it's just like every watch. other
1: sport. Everybody has their own opinions on why they watch other sports.
2: Yeah, well, I'm not a big basketball fan because I can't stand the flops, and, and same way with soccer, but I like hockey because of the fights, you know? Some people like NASCAR and racing because of the wrecks. I'm not a big fan of the wrecks. But I appreciate it when they climb out of the car.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, but it's just one of those. don't want anybody
2: that, to die. No, no. But it's one of those. what well, it's one of these special things Preston and I decided to do with folks on YouTube. And we thank everybody for joining us. And maybe get a chance to be on the podcast and call in later on if we yeah. are so lucky. So we're up to three people right, right now watching. And give us a shout out there. And, and we apologize for the technical difficulties. We're back in again. I clicked the button for the chat and it went away.
1: Yeah, the chat's not even up on the TV screen. I'm but looking the at it. The chat is right phone. there
2: on the phone right now. And who do we got with us? Give us a shout out if you're with us. Well, Camp, us.
1: Matt Camper's there yep, and Camper. James Maples.
2: James he's, Maples. Okay. He's already
1: answered the question what draws him. And I okay. think he's just being smart on this one. Uh oh. He just said the fumes, which is, I mean, that that could be a really good answer, honestly. It I mean, really could. It is a different, you know, when I'm there and those engines are fired up and you, I mean, when you smell the fumes, that's
2: not only that, the smell of the tires, if somebody spins out in front of you and the wind's pushing Uh, just right and it goes right. And you're, yeah, you smell the the (sighs) aroma of the burnt tires and ethanol. And yeah, I like that. Awesome. Well, we're going to get more into that, but I got a piece of news that I've got to share with everybody. Well, well, first of all, first of all, before I do that, how was your weekend? How are you doing? How's the family? How's everything? Easter was Kinda, very was Easter?
1: busy. I guess that's just the way it is nowadays when you have a lot of family you have to visit during holidays. how You're many has p- gone all day.
2: How many people did you visit on th- Technically Easter? Technically
1: three different houses. Wow. Yeah. So, so I was gone practically all day. What? About, wait, did you work yesterday?
2: I, I worked during Easter, but then... I got to at least spend a little bit of time with Caroline and her family Saturday. We went up there Friday, late Friday night, after Caroline got off of work. Saturday spent a day with the niece, nephew, and mother in law and then Did
1: you guys doing like egg hunts or nothing like no, that? No,
2: we um we had a dinner with her aunts and uncles and after dinner was done I went home. It was pretty much nothing to it. Nothing at all to oh, it. Okay, well nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with that. And then yeah, like you said, I worked yesterday. That was it. That was my, really, Easter weekend there. But I do have a piece of news, and as soon as I can find it, I will let you know about it, because (laughs) it's hidden somewhere deep in my iPad. I was too busy paying attention to the Facebook Live that I did. I failed to even set up anything right now.
1: Well, that's okay. That's the beauty of a live show. You just get to see what's going on
2: yeah unfortunately, unfortunately. I'm, not, I'm not used to live shows and so everybody watching the live show all five participants right now are like man these guys don't have their ducks in a row but here's the news here so we're going to get into the news real quick before we get into what draws us to auto racing and the news here at in the marbles presented by fubo fubo cut the cord with expensive cat- satellite and cable providers and go with fubo you can start your seven-day free trial by heading over to inthemarbles.net under the partners tab all the way at the bottom there's the link to fubo go ahead sign up to follow the links there sign up to, for it and you might just be hooked or spend double on satellite tv such as dish or direct tv and get the same channels but it's a streaming platform really good i've tried fubo before it's really it's it's not bad no it's not at all and after you get used to it you it's just problem is it, it's not on the playstation so i have to use oh, a fire stick don't
1: That's, you hate it when you look for apps Uncertain things, and they're just not available on certain no platforms. I know it's frustrating sometimes, isn't
2: it? Yeah, it is. But sometimes you just take it how you can get it, man. That's true. But one piece of news I have, and it's a rumor right now, and it's a potential for it, but I'm sure it's going around in the NASCAR world right now. Carl Edwards back in the news right now, and he says there's a potential for a one-off road course return in 2022.
1: A one-off road course return yep
2: he says he misses driving a lot he misses the people and a one-off race would be a lot of fun dale jr does a one-off race in the xfinity series every year whether it be darlington richmond homestead he picks a race and he just races it just to get out there and do it and Carl edwards wants to do the same thing
1: i can get down with i would like that i would like to see carl edwards back
2: he said this he said towards the end of my career i really enjoyed road courses. If i were going to do something it would probably be a road course or if nascar by chance changed the package to where there was a lot of downforce and about a thousand horsepower i could probably get i could probably get pretty interested in that too i doubt that will happen but Carl Edwards might be coming back in 2022, and I think that will be a popular race for everybody to see old cousin Carl back.
1: Hopefully, there are fans in the stands. Then I still, hope, still more we, fans. Yeah, more. Excuse me, let me say that again. More fans.
2: Yeah, but that that was the only piece of news I have, and except with uh, no, that was it. That was the only piece of news. Do you have any pieces of news?
1: No, Mabel's threw something out me, at me over text message not long ago, talking about they're going to throw turtles in at a couple different corners at. Um, Circuit of the Americas for track limits, I guess, which I guess would
2: make sense. I'm I'm still kind of iffy. We talked about that whenever the schedule came out for this year. I don't
1: know how I really feel it. Well, I mean, considering the testing that was going
2: on there not long ago. Oh, speaking of testing. Okay, go ahead Some guys
1: were uh, talking. Who was it? Somebody was talking about there was the breaking issue because... They were gonna be going from like 190, breaking all the way down to I don't know, like 50 or 60, I think it was, and that, in, that could be, be a your that could be a brake issue.
2: Wouldn't be for your brakes, just like you do with short tracks. I don't know what to tell you. Well, I,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm just relaying what I was. No, I understand. What are
2: you wait testing? What are you saying? This week at Martinsville, and it came out uh-huh. that they're testing rain tires for short tracks such as Martinsville, Bristol, Richmond. Short, slow tracks in case to, if it were to rain. We don't have to wait for the track to completely dry. We could go out there on damp conditions and take care of that. It's been getting a lot of flack in the NASCAR world. Flack isn't like nobody likes as far it? As nobody likes it. And I like the idea. I think it's because a fantastic. Then it's kind idea. of a hybrid road course scenario where you're going from wets to dries. Now, not saying if you're going from dry to wet, they're going to stop the race and then put on. Those, these special rain tires I don't think they're traditional rain tires but at the same time they are meant to just get out it's like an intermediate tire I okay. guess you could say for Formula One it isn't full right. cool wets but it's intermediate but it would be fun to see the transition from wet to dry as far as going from a wet track at Martinsville a damp track let's say and then once the car started losing speed who's going to be the first to come in and gamble get the slicks tires and just go I think that'd be fun to see
1: yeah, I agree. That would uh, that would be a lot of fun. I mean, I guess I can understand why there's some people that are on board with it.
2: And it's totally understandable. It's up in the air for me. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm okay for the idea. Heck, if NASCAR is throwing out the idea of dirt racing, and then doing it again in 2022, why not put in that idea of going in there, using the damp tires or intermediate tires. we will just call them intermediate tires for a damp track condition. Not out of Daytona's, or but out of Martinsville, Richmond, short track. Mm-hmm. For that, instead, so you can speed up the process and, and track will drive faster. You know, you're not going to wait for it to be completely dry, but you're going to get out there at least get racing in and then throw in some strategy in it. Right. I like that idea. Yeah. I like Fantastic it. idea. Yeah, I like it. But that was a few pieces of news I had. I was looking. For, I was wanting to hear. What do you you okay with that idea with the tires?
1: Oh yeah, I 100 percent behind that idea. I think it's a great idea.
2: Okay, I don't see anything wrong with it. Why not? No, why why not? not I mean,
1: at this point, I mean, well, NASCAR has always kind of been, I guess you could say, an experimental in some sort of way. But lately, in the past few years, they're really experimental. Yeah, they're getting more. We've seen with the schedule changes, the amount of road courses we put it through in a dirt race, which actually went fairly well, as we talked about before. At least I thought it went fairly well until the uh, single file restarts. But yeah, that's what killed it. But still. You know, if they want another dirt track somewhere else next year, why not too? So, yeah, I, I totally agree with this whole tire testing. Yeah, let's I like see it. What, let's see how it works. Let's, you know, it could it, it may make things exciting.
2: It might make things exciting. And, you know, instead of sitting there for three hours waiting to track the track to dry, maybe two hours. Well,
1: out of Martinsville, I don't think we'd have to wait that long. Well, you, for you know a track what I mean?
2: <laughs> you don't have to go around crazy drying everything. You just get it somewhat decent. And then if there are damn spots on there, it's like, we'll throw on the tires if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Leave it in the team's hands. Don't make NASCAR, Don't let NASCAR decide. Now, that's my thing. So should the
1: Cup Series do that for road courses, though? Because we've seen the Xfinity try it before. As far as what? Well, I mean, wait, NASCAR did race on slicks before. I mean, I'm sorry, rain tires. I think it was at the yeah. Daytona road course. Yeah,
2: they raced on rain tires. Is that like I a sure. thing
1: for every single
2: road course now, though? Yeah, that's a thing for every single road now, course. The, course the right the
1: now, the only thing I say is I... The thing that kind of bugged me the most, which I guess I can understand, is that they threw a caution when the rain started to come out. I yeah, guess yeah, I can understand that. that, but yeah. And if you yeah, want to don't read, do if that, if you want to
2: read about that, sign up for our blogs. Our first blogs yeah. out too, by the way. But yeah, I just I didn't like yeah, that. I didn't like that either. I could hear you on that one. But uh,
1: Maple says full wets and intermediates were tested.
2: Oh, thank you, Maple. Thank
1: you, Maples. Did not know that appreciate that's that. Interesting. Mabel's like my guy that's, on the ground most. <laughs> I
2: mean, he's, he's our Bob Podcress.
1: Yeah, he, he always throws all these things at me that I just do not ever see. Right. Maybe because I'm just not on half the time to look.
2: It's okay. But it's all right. I mean, I, I miss a lot of stuff too. There's a lot of information sometimes thrown at you. I think Mabel's going to start writing some blogs here. He, he's more than welcome to write for our
1: yeah, hey Mabels. Yeah, you should. Uh, you should write some blogs for yeah, the Marvels.
2: Want, want to be a <laughs> contributor to In the Marvels? Yeah, let me know, and we'll get you set up with that. Absolutely, we will take care of that for you. But Preston, any other news before we get into this week's very special fan interaction episode? What draws you to racing?
1: No, I got nothing else. Honestly, All it's right. just like one of those well, off weeks. Yeah, it is. Barnesville
2: like really next
1: week at night. To,
2: at night. Yep. Oh, at night? And on top of that. Well, I would say there's a Formula One race, but no, they want to wait three weeks to race again.
1: And then it'll be like every two weeks is a race after that. Formula One. Well, Australia's changed up their track a little bit. What do you mean? I have an article for it and I'll find it real quick because I sent it to myself. This is the F1 article. It says track tweaks set to make Albert Park, which is Melbourne's track, circuit five seconds a lap quicker this year because we're not racing there until like November.
2: Oh, but they are racing in Australia. Yes. Well, that's good to know.
1: So it looks like turn six is a little bit... It's not a uh, so much of a right-hander. It's more of like a sweeping turn. They did the same thing with nine and ten. It's more sweeping. And oh, then turn okay. 13. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see... Yeah, yeah. I can see why. I mean, this that'd be interesting. I think they're going to... be interesting. An additional DRS zone as well, because I think Australia only has two DRS zones, which I've always been... A proponent. Yeah, the
2: front stretch and then out of turn two, I believe.
1: Yeah, I've always been a proponent to want to have at least, if you could, have three DRS zones at a track.
2: If they want to make F1 interesting, enable DRS. Everywhere? Zones the zones, everywhere. <laughs> back, back everywhere. In, back in the day, it, when qualifying, there was no zones. There were zones for the races. However, during qualifying, you could open that up anytime you want. It made it interesting. Red Bull dominated them. Mm. That was back a few years ago. That was a handful of years ago. But for us, and if you got nothing else, we're gonna go ahead and uh move on to why we are what draws us to the sport. And I'm gonna start with you. You're you're a brand new Formula One fan, you're a brand kind of a brand new racing fan. I mean not as far as Formula One, but you've been a NASCAR fan a while and I knew you grew up with it and stuff like that. But what drew you to NASCAR? What made you stick around, let's say?
1: I don't you know, I when I was a little kid, I mean I was just I would always remember We'd watch it, be watching it every Sunday, and there was a couple of years, probably in the early two thousands, where I went and watch it all the time. But I was still, it was still kind of there, and I guess maybe when I started to get older, I started to, like I said, I mean, like I've told you before, I've over the years, I still maybe learned something new every time, and I just seemed to get more interested, and more interested in it. So as the years went on. I myself just started to stick around and watch it more and more because my family started to watch it less and less They didn't find it as interesting, I guess you could say, but I still found it interesting so I mean, there was just there's just different things to it. I loved you know nowadays the strategies are a little bit different, but what really sold me a lot was we'd be at tracks that had different fuel mileage gambling races, and that's always fun to watch where you know what yeah. the pit strategies and you know there was. I really was into super speedways back growing up. So it was really cool to watch all those guys racing, you know, three seconds apart, you know, from first to like, you know, like 30th and they're like door to door. That's exciting racing. But yeah, it was, uh, it was that. And then when I finally got to start going to races, I mean, it was just the atmosphere in general. I mean, it's nothing like going to a NASCAR race. The fans,
0: yeah. Everybody is it's like really even pe-
1: even if you don't like some drivers like even if you see a fan of like maybe if you don't like Kyle Busch, you know, you have Kyle Busch fans. Yeah, you might pick on it, but it, everybody's still just like yeah. we're all cool with each other, you know. We're all here for the same thing. Yeah. And so and nowadays I you know, I I love I still love the sport, but I focus more on those teams that are a little bit more underfunded that You know, as you get older, you learn of what really goes on in the sport and what they really have to do to make it to the track every week. And,
2: yeah, so. I I like that, man, because it, it is true. The fans, I think, of what make it. For me, at least, that's what makes it for me. It's the fan interaction. Going to Darlington was so weird because, and when I say going to Darlington, going to Darlington in 2020 with COVID and everything, when we finally got into the parking lot and was able to tailgate, they were saying don't tailgate, don't tailgate, but nobody listened to them. Everybody was there and just cracked open a beer, turned up the music, and had a great time. And it's the fans that do it for me. But before we go on, what is uh Matt Camper or, or tell you what, we might we'll get to Matt here in a second. What does uh Maple say? Just it just fumes?
1: Uh yeah, so far that's all he's said. And I'm surprised he hasn't I'm surprised he hasn't said anything else. He's just commenting on my Haas shirt right now.
2: There's nothing wrong with your hostel.
1: <laughs> He's, I he loves it. He, he, he thinks it's great. Matt Camper though, he said, uh, what does it for him is the excitement of the fans and the racing that draws him. And I, I, I totally agree with everything that he says there. The excitement of the fans for sure.
2: I think it's the fans want if that want to. Yeah, make it's it. Just, it's the fans it, that make it. Really? Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's the fans that make it. It's just it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, I always talked about how, you know, I told you the stories of when I would go to races and when I started going on my own, I would like, we'd go with a lot of people and I'd make like a lot of hot dogs or something and take like a ton of hot dogs into the track. I got to the point where I just started handing out hot dogs to people around me because you just, you're friendly. Like, Hey man, I made a bunch of hot dogs. Who wants a hot dog? Who doesn't want a hot dog? You know? Yeah. And then then just, you, you get, you spark cool conversations and you get to learn all about, people's lives and NASCAR races is just like almost kind of like a one big happy family kind of deal.
2: It really is and that's what I like about it too. You know, it's it's so simple, man. Yeah. It really is and we're going to have some people try to call in here shortly to give them their input on it, but you know, it really is like that. It is just uh get out there, enjoy racing, enjoy the day. You can't really go wrong with racing. I mean,
1: Maple says he's got a story, but it's too long to type.
2: Well, tell, him, tell Maples. Give Maples a number and have him call in. Okay. All right. New month is upon us. A month of April, and we got a new discount code for teespring.com for our online clothing store. in Preston, the discount code for this month for 20% off of all merchandise and sales is APEX. Apex at the corner. You want to accelerate off? Accelerate off right now with a brand new In the Marbles t-shirt, ho- hoodie, you name it. We got it. And if we don't have it, just tell us and we will get it to you. That's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash In the Marbles or head over to InTheMarbles.net under the merch tab and click on the link to Teespring. It'll take you right to our store any purchase will help out in the marbles and itm media as we go down trying to bring you better content and better access to the world of racing again use discount code apex get 20 percent off and get your latest gear if you're getting ready to head to the track whether it's local short track nascar formula one indie doesn't matter where show that you're a fan of in the marbles by heading over to in under the merch tab teespring.com for that new in the marbles merch and remember apex for 20 percent off
1: Oh, he's telling us to hold on, it sounds like. <laughs> uh, James.
2: Hey, what's up, Beamer? Hey, not much, James. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Our f- I think this is our like third call-in. Maybe. But this it is, is James' second time calling into the show. He called in like earlier. How's it going, James? Oh, we're doing just peachy over here. Well, congratulations on the engagement. I hope that's you, right?
1: Uh, yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's me. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry to be stealing your co-host for a week. Well, it's it's okay because we're after that. He's we're going to Pocono. Well, if uh, if I had some money, we'd be going to Nashville for the bachelor party for that race. But we're broke, so that's okay, buddy. <laughs> Can't win them all. But how are you doing, man? And thanks for taking the time to be on the show and tell us what draws you. You said you had a story, but first, tell us what drew you to racing. What sticks you around for racing?
3: Okay, so my dad, he got me into it. Uh, he was a big Bill Elliott fan. Even uh, when he wasn't doing so well uh, with his own team, but I got—I became a Bill A fan when he was driving for Evernham, and I just kind of had an attraction to that red number nine Dodge. But that was kind of like an infancy to my fanhood. What really got me hooked is when he took me up to Myrtle Beach with his buddy, um, Charleston legend Strom Altman. And he ran a super truck up at Myrtle Beach, and then he would run at Florence from time to time. And there was nothing quite like being in the pits and hanging around everybody, you know, just seeing uh, all types of people racing whatever they had their car for. And you, you kind of grew a respect for the blue collarness of the sport. Um, you'd have a bunch of people pull in with nice and trailers and big rigs. But then they'd turn around and they'd get whooped by some guy in the field that showed up with an open cat, open trailer, and a beat up Ford F two fifty. And now that I'm out on my own, and you know, I've got four or five dirt tracks within an hour of me. Oh, nice! And so I go to those. I go to those a lot, and it's the same deal. Even when the bigger shows like World of Outlaws or Lucas little show up there's always one or two local guys that ain't got as much as the the bigger guys coming out there and being competitive and a lot of times winning out
2: here. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a great story. I mean, I would love to have, I went went to Myrtle Beach once, and that was uh, last year, or was it last year? Yeah, it was last year, right before they tore it down. I'm glad I got to go there and experience that. It's a bummer that track's not around anymore.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Forks is still a good track. Try to go up there, because that's, it's the same ownership group that had the beach.
2: All right, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm planning to head up to Florence. Not this weekend, but maybe next weekend if there's a race, I'm going to go up there and check it out, go into the pits, and try to spread the word about in the marbles there.
3: I think, especially if uh, those guys find out from where you're, or where you're from, they'll definitely support the local podcast.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd I rather support local short track, because you never know, one day those guys might make it up to the top. That's right, that's very true. And we could say we heard them on the show before, they that's were right. big. But James, that's awesome, man, I'm, I'm glad you're doing well, thanks for supporting the show from its day one, really. Yeah. From day one, and we really appreciate it, and best of luck, and we'll definitely get together one day, you, me, and Preston, and check out a race.
3: Well, yeah, sounds good, buddy, get up here.
2: Yeah, yeah, I need to. I'm, I'm, <laughs> planning, I'm planning to head up to Bristol Fall Race. So. We might have to go over to go over down the Bulls Gap and catch a dirt race down there. Let's do that. Let's do everything. All right. The whole nine yards. Let's do it. <laughs> Take a week up there. But, James, thank you for calling into the show and being part of this fan interaction show. Our first one, our first one, infancy. <laughs> we'll get better, James. Don't worry about that. But thanks for calling in. Uh,
3: don't worry about it. Hey, no problem, boys. Have a good one. All right. Thanks, you James.
2: You too. And so that was James. All right. And, and I was oh, man, we're almost like a real radio station now. I'm feeling great. <laughs> are you? Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, and, and we got um, Matt Camp. are going to be calling in here soon. going to be talking to us about his experience and why he likes racing okay. so much. And once he does, once he decides to call, we're doing. But yeah, man, I mean, it, you really can't. And the thing I've discovered about this, you really can't explain it to non-race fans why you like racing
1: right they, they need to go there for themselves I, at least I once i
2: feel like with baseball you can explain that it's the patience of the game and the pace of the game the pitcher holding on to the ball whatever hockey you could talk about the skill and the balance it takes and the finesse it takes to even skate on the ice mm-hmm. much less control a puck and maneuver through people while getting potentially body check you can explain all that stuff with race fans, and I and and I think this was kind of the point of the show. You're kind of at a loss for words. Of you're kind of gone off guard with it because it's just so natural for a race fan to say, "I like racing. This is why I like racing." And sometimes, it's kind of muffled. It's like, "Oh well, I like it because it's loud," or "I like." I, you can't explain it. Yeah, you you really got to bring people, and I think people will need a more open mind because I've been to hockey games, I've been to baseball games, football games. You name it, I've been to even a golf match once in Alabama. But nothing compares to whether it's NASCAR Formula One or Indy, of the sights, the sounds, the different feel of everything that goes into that. There
1: really is something about going to your first race. You'll
2: remember it.
1: And one of my first races, honestly, I don't remember a whole lot about it, but it it was an Xfinity race. I do remember going up on a weekend to an Xfinity race when I was little I with my dad and my uncle. I think my brother went as well, but I mean, you know, at the then I didn't really know too much about it, but it was, it was cool to see, I mean, we sat, I think in turn four, we were pretty low if I remember correctly, but like the roar of the cars going by, but I mean, one of the other first races I remember was, we was going back to Darlington again. My parents took me to a cup race. It was in November. It was freezing, but it was, I mean, like, like I said, it's just something else when, The engines come to life of 43 cars, and they roll them off pit road, and you're just doing the pace laps, and then the green flag flies in the air. And when you're a little kid, you really don't know what's going on. And when those cars go off into turn one, you see them go around the track, going down the back stretch that fast, and they come back around, and they're just at full song, all 43 cars going by. I mean, it's something else. I mean, you just like you said, the insides are rattling, and it's just – you're just like, wow, you can't like, this is it. great, There's this is no cool. There's no way,
2: and it really should go down like this. If you're a race fan and you're asked by a non-race fan why you're a fan of this sport. You like, gotta go. You just gotta go. You just
1: have to go, just experience I mean, it just one time. Even, it's just not even just the racing itself, it's the atmosphere. It's the atmosphere,
2: it's the fans, it's everything that has to go into that weekend in order to make it a special one. And there's not a race that I've been to. I've been to several races where rain's been a factor.
3: Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. been miserable.
2: It's been cold. But I'll remember those races. Darlington, that Southern 500, where we went to, and it was miserable and cold. And then we stayed up till 2 in the morning. Or at least I stayed up there until 2 in the morning. Yeah, I left
1: with about 50 to go. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I got to get out of here. Yeah, there's no you way I'm to be leaving. the traffic. <laughs> I'm already
2: there, and I brought my stuff to sleep in.
1: It's just, in the it's, truck. Yeah, it's so cool. Like you said, during those rain delays, that's when you also get to talk to people. I, mean, I met so many people that we just talked to and it was so funny to watch as you're just we were under the turn four grandstands and we're just all standing around talking and the rain is pretty much subsiding, but like there's people on those um like the trams that are going around the track and people come by and everyone's just cheering at each other as they drive by. But you get to talk to them and then what's what was so funny about that was the first sign when you could hear the jet dryers starting up. And everybody just starts clapping. And it's just it's so funny, but it's not even that. Like when you tell a fan you've got to go and experience it, it's not the racing. It's I mean, it's just the multiple vendors that are around the track do cool. That's what's so cool about it, because you can you can run into all these different people that are just selling all kinds of things from over the years that they find. You can find I mean like it's just it's just crazy what you could find at a racetrack with all these different vendors. I mean you can People selling things from the 80s, the 90s, to now. I mean, it's just like the, the things that people collect over the years. That's what's so cool about it, too. You can find all kinds of stuff.
2: You can. And, I mean, the miserable races are the ones where you ha- seems to have the most fun. Yeah. Daytona 2020. where I mean, my dad fortunately had to leave, but I stuck around, and I saw a spectacular crash. was a great finish. Denny Hamlin winning two in a row. It doesn't happen a lot. I got to see Michael McDowell win. Yeah. You know, my first-time winners, Michael McDowell, A.J. Allmendinger. Let's see here. Who else is a first-time winner here? No, that's about it. Yeah, you know,
4: speaking but of first-time winners. But I've
2: seen champions win. I've seen Bobby yeah. Labonte win. Uh-huh. Chase Elliott, Tony Stewart, Matt Kenseth, Mark Martin, Jeff Gordon. I've mm-hmm. seen these guys win. Yeah. And I get to tell people I've seen these guys win races. And it is such a great feeling about that and it's so much fun to be able to say that and it's just one of those things where i i enjoy it immensely and it's so much fun that i can be able to do that but we got matt on the line matt for our patreon how's it going matt welcome to the show you're on the doing
4: great guys how are you
2: doing good matt thanks for being a part of the show thanks for calling in thanks for being a fan of the show
4: of course i really love your show and You know, thanks to the Pocono Raceway podcast, I was able to um, find you guys. If it wasn't for them, I I I wouldn't have found you guys, and thanks to them for that.
2: Well, yeah, shout out to Pocono. Appreciate Pocono for, you know, inviting us on the show and doing that. But, Matt, you're living up in New York, huh? And I I can speak from experience that there aren't many race fans in New York, especially
0: Long Island area.
4: Yeah, there aren't a lot of race fans, especially out here on Long Island, but I really, um, you know, I started being a fan back in 2004 and I haven't stopped being a NASCAR fan since. And, you know, I really love getting to the races. I'm really excited. Uh, hopefully if everything goes according to plan, I'm going to be able to finally get to a race for the first time since 2019 for the Pocono doubleheader coming up in June.
2: Yeah. And we'll be there, man. We'll definitely hook up. And, uh, Grab, grab some lunch or something. But so in 2004, map. What made you a fan? What drew you to the sport of NASCAR?
4: Uh, it really drew me to the sport. Um, I remember start watching it when I actually uh, my parents have a condo down in Indian Harbor Beach, Florida, which is in Central Florida. It's about an hour and fifteen minutes away from Daytona, and I started watching. I, I remember watching a race at some local restaurant and it really got me into the sport, especially seeing Dale Hart jr. Uh, winning his first Daytona 500 at the same track where, you know, his dad, you know, won back in 1998 and unfortunately passed, you know, um, back in 2001. My parents have always reminded me of that story where, It really, I think, came back to me seeing that wreck back in 2001 at the 500 that unfortunately killed Dale Earnhardt. And that really, I think, drew me to the sport. And the sport really is a really exciting sport. The fans are absolutely one of the best in sports. And, you know, the racing is just incredible. And I feel that NASCAR really listens to the fans, makes changes and with the low quarter tracing this year, I think it's going to be one of the best years I've seen as an ASCORE fan. And it's lived up to my expectation this year so far. Seeing seven winners in seven races is just, I wouldn't have imagined that going into this year.
2: No, I know. I agree with you. Going into this year, I was expecting a Harvick to come out of the gate and pick up where he left off, a Hamlin pick up yep. where he left off, maybe mm-hmm. even a Chase Elliott pick up and run with it again, but man, you're right. Seven winners in seven different races. Marnesville's coming up. That's going to be maybe a potential for an eighth winner. I think we'll have an exciting race in Marnesville considering it's a night race. I, I think it's going to be exciting too. Yeah. But Matt, I'm I'm kind of like you there, Matt, as far as seeing the fan interaction with the death of Dale Earnhardt and seeing the the reaction and that and building onto that. I was a fan. I became a fan in 2001 and that's where I started seeing it and That's where I kind of saw the fan interaction. Like, wow, this sport means something to people. Mm -hmm. And when Ayrton Senna died, same thing. People in Brazil lost their minds. It was equivalent to the death of Dale Earnhardt. Formula 1 doesn't harp on it like NASCAR does in Dale
4: Earnhardt. They- absolutely not. I completely, 100% agree with that. And When Dale Earnhardt passed, you know, the fans really came out at, in support. I remember seeing footage of the um, Atlanta race where Kevin Harvick won and everybody, you know, him driving backwards and everybody uh, putting up the number three, uh, three fingers. It was absolutely, that just was electrifying. And I, I really think that just, drew NASCAR to
2: another level. No, it, it did, because that's when I really saw there's more to it than just a bunch of rednecks driving in circles. Yep, There's more to it. I want to learn as much as I can about it, and I'm glad I did, because we're in 20 years later. I still get that passion listening to it and watching it. It's so much fun. But, Matt, thanks for being on the show. We're looking forward to Pocono seeing you up there in June. You be safe up there, and we'll see you in June. We'll definitely get together.
4: Absolutely, guys, and I'll definitely talk to you guys soon.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for all the support, and we'll talk to you later, Matt.
4: Yep, definitely. Take care.
2: I've got kind of to feel like this is a radio show now. Yeah. I feel yeah, like now we're cool. getting more interaction <laughs> with fans, and by all means, if you're watching on live stream right now on YouTube and if you want to be a part of the show, let Preston know, and we will get you the phone number so you can be a part of the show, which maybe take one more caller. Yeah, And I think then, that's and fair then we'll, enough. And then we'll start getting it. And if you want to find our phone number, it's on our Facebook page. Go ahead and like that, and you can see our phone number there. And if we do this again, just call in. Yeah, I think Especially, we might have to start doing this a little more. I think bit more. this is going to be a more important thing. Once we work out the iron, ed- iron yeah. out the edges yeah, and work out the kinks.
1: Because it will be kind of nice to know. Get live chat up
2: here because yeah. I don't know what's going on here. And it's
1: not It's not on that screen. So, but no, yeah, it would be kind of nice to know what people um, think. Yeah, their opinions on after it after certain races or something. You and know?
2: not cut them off like the morning drive did when I called into them, oh. and then I was on the hold for 40 minutes. I don't think we're going to get to the point where people are on the hold for 40 minutes.
1: Well, but, it, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe one day.
2: But then <laughs> I gave my opinion and they just went, okay. Click. And click, and, and I'm gone. <laughs> and it was really bogus, man. But thanks for your patience here. We really I'm enjoying this episode. This yeah, is a lot of fun. This is, this is fun. we we'll definitely have to do it again. But, I mean, that's really all I got right now as far as why I'm a fan. And like I said, Matt Said it perfectly. Once Dale Earnhardt died, that's when I became a fan. I knew who Earnhardt was mm-hmm. growing but, up, but and Jeff Gordon was, but that's the only two I knew. I knew my uncle was a Mark Martin fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, growing up, like, you know, when, let's see, 2001, I was uh, nine years old. And, you know, growing up, yeah, I was a Jeff Gordon fan when I was little, but like I, like I told you, I didn't really know a whole lot about the sport. So, yeah, Dale Earnhardt was popular, but I didn't know. At that point, I really didn't know all about him, what he was all about until after his death. And then you, as someone like me starting to learn about it and how much he really meant to the sport. And then it's like, this guy was like one of the pioneers of the sport in this day and age. It was just like, it's why, you know, it's just, and you know, Matt talking about when Kevin Harvick won, I mean, when you go back and watch that video, you, I mean, even I sometimes still get chills. It's just so cool to see how he won that race so close and just like everybody was just so emotional about it. And it's just it's just uh yeah, it's the sport is just more than just racing, you know. It's and you get to see that, especially with like rain delays or something, back in the day when they would always go and interview drivers in uh in their motor homes. And drivers would just be hanging out with each other playing video games during a rain delay. And it's just like Yeah. There's
2: more to it than just racing. It really is. And it's it's I can't wrap my head around it. Nope. It's too big to wrap your head around. It's awesome to me now don't get me wrong i still have my priorities god my wife everything else
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know the raising doesn't over encompass my life but i think it really sums it up in one thing one video that i saw and i don't know if you ever seen it but i'll post it on our social media there's a bit of swearing in it but it's a dale jr fan and man if anybody messed with dale jr they were in it for a bad time it was that 2000 i want to say it was 2006 where brian vickers hit johnson and spun out Dale jr at talladega talladega
1: that's almost sounds about right i want to
2: say it was 2006 approximately 2006 i don't i don't have the date offhand, but there was this one video i saw on youtube and it was called how bad have you got it and there was this guy just sitting there watching the race that happened and he went off and said jimmy johnson should be shot he the passion in the guy's voice Use maybe a bit choice of words around the little his son or grandson or whatever it was. (laughs) I would never do that. I used to get that crazy after maybe Michael Walter would wreck, and usually, and I got a story about that too. You know, just that passion, just that one driver you have. And if he has a bad day on the racetrack, you're going to have a bad week until he can redeem himself next week. And if he wins, you're going to have a good week. Mm -hmm. And it's going to carry on through 36 races from February to November. And it was so, and that guy epitomizes it. But it's just one of those things where it does, and then I'll give you my story here. It was the 2005 Coke 600. I was a big Michael Walter fan at the time, and he got tangled up with Dale Jr. Now, keep in mind, I just joined the fleet as a brand-new Marine, Lance Corporal in the Marine Corps. And when that happened, we were all we just got to Okinawa, and everybody was kind of sitting there just doing their thing. But NASCAR was on, so I'm going to watch NASCAR. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, well, you should sit down and not touch anything. I'm like... Hey, if they don't want me to watch it, guess what? They'll come in and tell me not to watch it. Leave me alone. And then Michael Walter wrecked, and I just went, Dale Jr., that piece of crap, he should have messed in. the. I was mad at Jr. because Michael Walter was for once having a good run. Yeah. Halfway through the race, he, he might get a top five. I'll be happy with that. But he, he Michael Walter wrecked. I was mad, and everybody's like, oh, you should keep quiet. And I, and I was like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, man, that's it. I mean, I, we could beat the dead horse about this because it's just one of those things where it is such a passion thing for a lot of people, and I feel like more people. And James, to answer your question, we'll get up there for a dirt race, and you should come down to Sumter for that dirt track. That's a fun dirt track. Mm-hmm. But Preston, you you have anything else before we get into our final thoughts, Driver of the Week, and this week in NASCAR?
1: Uh, no, I don't think I have anything else, honestly.
2: Preston, before we move on with our show, I want to remind everybody about our partnership with Fanatics, who is a partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, thus a partner of us here at In The Marbles. If you head over to InTheMarbles.net under the Partners tab and scroll to the bottom, you'll see a link to Fanatics. It'll take you right to the race page But Preston. You don't have to just stop there. If you're a fan of hockey, you could get Washington Capitals gear there, or for yourself, Vegas Golden Knights gear. But you can get whatever you want to fill your sports needs at Fanatics. If you click on the link It will help out the Unhinged Sports Network and thus helping out In the Marbles, bringing you guys better sports quality, no matter where you're at, no matter what sport you like. And if you want to listen to the Unhinged Sports Network, it's unhingedsn.com, or you can just click on the link under the In the Marbles Unhinged section of the page, and it'll take you right there. You can listen to the Unhinged Sports Network anytime, day or night. We're going on 24-7. So make sure to check that out for all your sports gears need, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, especially racing. But so head over to Fanatics right now and get your sports gear needs for whatever sport you like. White flag,
3: white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap
2: right here. Final thoughts here on this eighty first episode, our first fan interaction one, and I dare say more to come. Now I like I said, we'll iron out the edges and I like fans calling in. I mean, even if it's just James Maple and Matt Camper and who, it's just a just those select few. Guess what? I, I think it'll pick up more. We'll rival Series XM Radio by the end of 2021. 20,
1: 21. <laughs> 20. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say 2020 was last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But well, we'll do that. But this is uh, one of my favorite parts of the episode. If you've been listening to us since day one, you know that we always do a driver of the week this week in NASCAR. And I'm going to leave it up to you, Preston. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? I can go first. All right, go ahead and tell us who our driver of the week this week is.
1: So when you were talking about, you know, how you got to see so many people in person win, like you know these the guys that have won championships or first time winners, I went back and I thought I've seen a first time winner in person before, and it was at Darlington. Who was it? And it was 2011, Regan Smith when he was driving wow. the 78 car, and I figured why not? Wait, was
2: that the same race that Kyle Busch bumped? Kevin Harvick's car on pit road. And
1: yes, that was, that was the same one I was in
2: Virginia beach at the time. It's like, Oh, that would have been fun to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Regan Smith born September the 23rd of 1983, who still, I think does drive part-time, but he's also a pit reporter for NASCAR on Fox. Good
2: pit reporter.
1: Most recently driving the number eight Chevrolet Camaro for junior motorsports in the Xfinity series. So his cup series career, 224 races over 12 years. His best points finish ever was only 24th back in 2012. His last race was at Homestead in 2018, and like I said, he only scored one win in the Cup Series in 14 top tens. That one win came at Darlington in 2011, which was really cool to see. It was just a gamble off a pitch strategy. They stayed out, and boy, he was able to hold off everybody else hard charging. I think it was Keselowski and Carl Edwards that were right behind him. Well,
2: i tell you one thing. He was overshadowed by... Yeah, that Kevin Harvick and and Kyle Busch. There,
1: that's a shame that he was overshadowed like that. I can't believe that. So, yeah, Regan Smith. Even it's kind
2: of like pop quiz. I'm gonna okay, pop quiz. (laughs) Okay, who won that uh, Texas 2014? Where. Kozlowski and Jeff Gordon got in the final pit road.
1: Who won it? Who uh, won it? No, he, he I won. don't remember.
2: Jimmy Johnson won that race. Uh,
1: yeah, Because but, it was overshadowed by but that. you won't
2: think about it because he was overshadowed by Jeff Gordon and Kozlowski. And Kevin which, Harvick
1: shoving Kozlowski
2: real quick. Which was a pansy move. I still think <laughs> Kozlowski was in the right there. If that would have been Dale Earnhardt, <laughs> Jeff Gordon wouldn't have approached him like that. But continued.
1: So Regan Smith, also his Xfinity Series career, 208 races over 14 years where he scored 6 wins, 79 top 10s, and one at pole. His best points finish was 2nd back in 2014 he dabbled a little bit in the truck series as well 36 races over six years only seven top tens best points finish was 18th you know regan smith i figured why not you know when you like i said when you were reminding me all of those winners you saw us you know what i remember seeing a first-time winner when it was really cool to see it too of course and then it was overshadowed by yeah it was Kevin overshadowed from it from a little Bush. bit
2: but yeah but it was still a good first time winner, regan smith i like he's a bit reporting he's a good paper yeah but before i get into our this week in nascar I'm sorry, Maples, that I keep saying your first name. Apparently, he doesn't like that. Yeah, he doesn't like that. I apologize. should have told you that. Well, I didn't know, what, a year and a half of doing the show, you've never said he doesn't like his first name being said.
1: But I always just said Maples.
2: Well, I'm, I'm used to saying Jane. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. This week in NASCAR, we go back to April the 8th, 1956. Tim Flock racks up his third win of the season in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, then surprises the racing world by quitting the championship Chrysler team. I'm not even going to pronounce the team. Uh Uh-oh. It's like a German thing. I'm not going to do it. Bill Baker, or Buck Baker, I'm sorry, will replace Flock in the coveted ride. Apparently, it was a big team. I'll give you more information on that. Kittle Heifer?
1: Can I see what it looks like? Maybe I can pronounce it.
2: K-I-E-K-H-A-E-F-E-R. I don't know. I'd have to see the word. It looks like Keitelheffer.
1: When you when you spell it out, I still can't understand it. Where are right. we
2: at here? A- April 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 the 8th. 8th.
1: I don't know. Keikeheffer? Kike Keikeheffer? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not German. You have so. to say it like
2: that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe so. Oh, my God. But
2: Okay, so apparently it was a coveted team. We'll give you more information on yeah. that team because that sounds like a fun thing to learn about in next week's episode following the yeah, Martinsville race. Absolutely. And speaking of the Martinsville race, there's no in the Marbles 2.0 standings since there was no racing However, we do have quite a few races going up. All three series will be at at Martinsville. Like you said, night racing. So the race will be on Saturday, April the 10th at 730 on FS1 for the Cup Series. FS1, not Fox. The the Xfinity race will be Friday, April the 9th at 8 o'clock on FS1. And And the Camping World Truck Series is not racing. I thought they were racing. Oh, they will be. April the 10th. At at 7.30 on FS1. So all three races on FS1, April 10th, April 9th, and no, the Truck Series is not racing. Oh. I apologize. <laughs> the truck Series is not racing. They had to take a moment to update for some reason. But April the 9th, Xfinity Race, and April the 10th, the Cup Race in Preston. Do you have anything else before we wrap up this very growing pains episode yeah, here? Yeah,
1: you know, it's okay. No, nothing else. Just uh, we're getting there.
2: Yeah, well, I, I thought it was fun that we could take calls. Yeah, and absolutely. we'll definitely utilize that more in the future because I'm one more fan interaction. Who just wants to sit here and listen to us when they can interact with us?
1: Yeah. Probably yeah. like, oh, I don't want to hear those guys talking anymore. Yeah, I
2: want to. And I bet some of them say, I bet you didn't think about this. It's like, well, we'll have you on and you can tell us anything Or you if want. they
1: could call in and just say, ask questions. Like, hey, what do you think of this?
2: Yeah, and that's a good question we too. We want to know what
1: your thoughts are Or on we throw out a or... topic
2: like this week was what made you a NASCAR fan? What made you a fan of racing? Yeah. Next week, it might be, hey, what do you guys think of this? Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? And we'll get more into the weeds, into the marbles, as we used to say yeah. about that. But you have anything else before we go? Nope. All right, then. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. Hey, thanks, everybody, so much for tuning in to us this week here at In the Marvels. And thanks again. If you called into the show for the first time, we appreciate it. We'll work out the kinks on that. Make sure to follow In the Marbles on all social media platforms. And all those social media platforms can be found at InTheMarbles.net. want to thank all of our partners, Dr. Squad, Stand Up to Cancer, Flag and Anthem, Fubo, and Fanax for all they do for the Unhand Sports Network and us here at in the Marbles. For Preston Luna I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe. Have a hot dog for us if you go to Martinsville. And we'll see you next week.